0: What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down.
1: Happy Wednesday, everyone. Good morning. It's Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca. It's another episode of Unpolished Therapy. We're ditching the couch, we're grabbing the mic, and we are breaking down all of the wreckage. I am on the corner of audacity and advice with Dr. Boca. Hi, Dr. Boca. How are you? I'm good, Rach. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. Happy Wednesday. I know. I can't believe it. Another week has gone by. We're in February already. Crazy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Did you say rabbit rabbit on February first? Oh, I'm never going to say rabbit rabbit. And you keep making me feel badly that I'm gonna jinx like my whole month. Well, there's always March. Right? <laughs> maybe. Maybe you need may to send me a text and a little reminder.
1: I will. Well, okay. it'll be like a recap. I'll try to remind speaking of recaps, you know what's fun. I mean, I guess maybe you do this with your friends. I don't know, but when you go out at night, if you're at a party or you're out for dinner or whatever and you're having a great time but maybe you had a couple of drinks or whatnot. And then the next morning, you are like, oh God, (laughs) I think I need to like call a friend and like recap the night and make sure that everything was on the up and up, right? That it was like copacetic. Totally. Um, But I like recapping. Even when I leave, I'll say to friends of mine, like, all right, call me tomorrow. We'll do the recap."
2: Absolutely. I have sometimes have fun just trying to put all the pieces together and do it before I call my friends so that I'm like testing myself as to really how much I forget from the evening. But I guess I'll make this personal here. It's somewhat relevant. Like we partied this weekend, as you know, and apparently I put a reel up. Okay, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that means. I remember us recording it. And I remember asking one of our friends, in fact, I even have video of me asking the friend to make sure that it went on unpolished and not my personal account. Little did that work because I found out that once you post a reel, you can't then tag another page or another story or another whatever you're supposed to tag on social media. So there was that part of recapping. That was not one of my finest moments. But apparently, people enjoyed it, Rach, because you and I got a million likes, not literally, but for us. I think I was like close to 100 likes on it, which that's a lot for me on my personal page.
1: But you know what? I do think that sometimes, look, you don't want to do anything when you wake up the next morning, you say, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, did I really do something that I shouldn't have done? And Yeah. Maybe that goes back to when we were younger and the consequences were much slimmer, I guess. Sure. You now, as parents, professionals, adults, et cetera, et cetera. In the community, you're really like, oh, oh God. Totally. But all in good fun, though, because you didn't do anything wrong other than having a great time. I think sometimes it's warranted. I think it's needed. I think it's so great to take off a professional hat once in a while and just let loose and like be that extrovert, right? That that you are. And it's interesting because I had a conversation with some friends of mine and I think this kind of, Leads into the topic that I'd like to discuss with you today a little bit about being an extrovert and being an introvert and the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. I think most people, laymen, right, myself nope. included, You think you just automatically know, oh, an extrovert is someone who's unbelievably outgoing and they would talk to the fly on the wall or they're constantly on the go, go, go. And an introvert is someone who is probably a wallflower that doesn't get out of the house, that has no friends, that doesn't socialize. Mm -hmm. And obviously we know that that's not true. But the reason I bring it up is that I think as I've gotten to know myself a little bit more, the older I get, of course, in our quasi-therapy sessions, (laughs) I think I present myself as someone who's incredibly extroverted. Mm -hmm, But what I'm here to say is that I know me because everywhere I go, there I am. I think I am a introverted extrovert. Okay. And I'm going to tell you how I define that and then you're going to either shut me down or agree and then I'd like you to go over all the different variables for the listeners. Okay, But I think that at my core, I am kind of shy, which may be surprising to some people. I don't come out of the gate hot, right? Right. I feel like I have to Temper the water. I have to dip my toe in. I have to kind of survey my surroundings. I have to be comfortable with who I'm around. Once I am, then, Mm -hmm. then, you know, all bets are off and I'm ready to recap the night (laughs) before, making sure I didn't do anything wrong. And I wonder, Dr. Volka, if that's also why people have sometimes said about me, quote unquote, standoffish or Mm -hmm. I seem a little cold or Mm -hmm. I'm not as warm and fuzzy as others. So, I don't know. I'm going to
2: pass the mic to you. And okay. What are your thoughts? Well, okay. So, there's a couple of things. First, in layman's terms, the way that we talk about an introvert and an extrovert is actually very different than really what Carl Jung had determined about introversion and extroversion, introvert, extrovert back in the 20s. Okay. So we as laymen would say exactly what you said. An introvert's a shy person, a more reserved person. An extrovert tends to be more outgoing, very social, gregarious, and all of that. So yes, I would say to you that you may be shy, But shyness and introvert are two different things. So the way that I would describe it to you is shyness is something that you can overcome. Like you go into a situation and once you get more comfortable, you can move past that. Introversion is more of a core way of our personality. Okay. And so just being familiar with the situation isn't going to make you not an introvert. Now, an introvert by definition really is really a lack of extroversion. Okay. Or okay. less amount of extroversion. So it's on a continuum. It's not like you're only an introvert or you're only an extrovert. It is on a continuum. And I can explain how I would just explain that concept by if I give you a pen and say, Rachel, write your name. Mm-hmm. And then I said, Rachel, what was that like? How would you describe writing your name? It
1: was fabulous. <laughs> it, was fabulous. it was easy. You didn't. I, mean, have to I wrote the R beautiful. and then it followed up
2: with an A and then the H-E-L. Exactly. Did you have to think a lot about it? I did not. No, No, because you probably have done it a billion times. Now I'm going to say, Rachel, take the pen and write it in your non-dominant hand. So I'm assuming that would be your left hand and write your name. All right. So I could
1: say that would be, I I could do it,
2: but it would feel a little bit more uncomfortable and it wouldn't be as smooth and coherent. Yeah. And you'd have to think more about it and you'd be like freaking out the second that I gave you the pen. Exactly. So you can do it. And that's what I mean by it's on a continuum. You can write with your left hand, but it's easier. It's less energy of a struggle. Exactly. To do it with your dominant hand. That's the same thing with introversion, extroversion or introvert, extrovert. It's more like you can move in different situations, but we do predominantly choose one or the other as our preference. And the real difference between how we define it colloquially and the real way that we talk about an introvert and an extrovert is where do we focus our energy? So an extrovert focuses their energy on what's happening externally. So they're the people that draw their energy by being around a lot of people, being in a lot of discussions, going around and just keeping their time filled. And they get more energized from that because their focus is external. An introvert focuses more on their internal thoughts, okay, what's happening inside. So these are the people who they're not people who don't like other people. They're not people who don't like to go out and have a nice time and have a good time. They though tend to Mm. get a little overwhelmed by the energy if there's too many people around, but put them one-on-one with somebody and they're great. They totally enjoy that and they enjoy the stimulation of that conversation.
1: And just to compare, though, what you said about the extrovert that derives their energy from others, Mm -hmm. does an introvert, for the most part, derive their energy internally from like what they do on their
2: own? Yeah, they do. So they'll like to read a book. They'll like to be by themselves and think things through. They'll like to go for a walk by themselves. They draw their energy more so that way.
1: Okay, but here's another question. And I think I'm actually... Impressed with the question I have coming next. You know how we always say that like happiness comes from within, right? Mm-hmm. An outside force isn't what's going to give you your happiness. You got to mm-hmm. find that joy on your own. Joy and energy, are they mutually exclusive here? Because my question is, if an introvert is deriving their energy, only from within, or for the most part from within, is that synonymous with then they're deriving their happiness from themselves and then everyone else is just bonus. Whereas the extrovert, and I'm hoping I'm wrong here, but if you're an extrovert and you love the energy and the vibe and the excitement and the peaks from whatever's going Mm -hmm. on outside of just self, does that mean that that's the
2: joy factor too? I hope not. I don't want to I, lead the witness on that. Yeah. But. I don't, I don't think so. I just think it looks differently. It's different. You guys could both get the same thrill going down a mountain. You who is an, or me who is an extrovert would want to de- get that thrill surrounded by other people and share the experience.
0: Mm-hmm. And a more
2: introverted person might love it, love getting that thrill skiing down a mountain, but they may prefer to do it in a small group or do it by themselves and it'd be just as happy doing it. Is that I I, Well, I think I was looking more like on that global piece from like our non-therapy
1: therapy standpoint about mm-hmm. loving yourself, finding joy within, working on your own aura, not needing that outside external, whether it's validation or excitement
2: or just the hype of life of others to really fulfillment, I guess. I wouldn't put them on the same plane. And I wouldn't say that, Happiness is only going to come from within for an introvert, and it's going to come from an external source for someone else. Please, listeners, chime in if you feel differently, but that is not something that I would equate the two things to. It's just a part of our personality. Extroversion happens to be one of the big five personalities. It's just our fixed part of our personality. It's not necessarily what's driving our happiness.
1: Here's a question I have. And as I always say, if I have the question, maybe other people do as well. And while we're on the topic of what I always say, I do want to point out it's probably a good time to say our unpolished disclaimers, Dr. Boca and I, this is not real therapy. We are just kicking the can down the road. We're meeting at the corner of Audacity and Advice. Today, we are talking about introverts and extroverts and the differences. And I'm hoping maybe even some of the similarities, if there Mm -hmm. are any, between the two. But we do, of course, want to protect Dr. Boca's license. And we're in a safe space here. We're having some fun on our favorite Wednesday morning. So with that said, here's a question that I think is kind of interesting. Can one individual person be an
2: introvert on certain things? But an extrovert on others? Sure. Think about it. Again, it's on a continuum. So you can go to a party as an introvert and enjoy yourself. You could have a really good time. You might want some alcohol, you may not, but you might have a really, really great time. The difference is going to be you're going to get home and you're going to need to like recharge by yourself. Okay. So, That would be, you can be the extrovert in that situation. And another situation is you might wake up one morning and say, hey, I just, I'm very content going for a walk by myself. And that will draw more positive energy inside of me and make me feel more content and just more solid for the day and not as exhausted. And they'll do that. So yes, you can do it, your preference, and that's what the word is. It's really a preference when you're engaging in these social experiences, an introvert's preference tends to be drawing energy from within. That's their preference. Just like your preference is to write with your right hand, but if you break it, you're going to write with your left hand and you'll be okay. You'll just be a little bit more tired. Hmm. Are we born a certain way? Or is it learned? So researchers will say it's like everything else. It's part nature and part nurture. So it would depend on what are your genetics as well as what kind of environment were you reared in your parent, the parenting style of your parents, the education that you had, the types of interactions and social development that you've gone through.
1: And how about this? I'm just thinking of like different activities over the course of my life as a kid because now I'm trying to like go back to nurture versus nature. Would you know, confidence play a role? Like, for instance, if you were an excellent athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you were an excellent tennis player at a young age or you picked up golf at a young age or, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever sport, baseball, softball, soccer, volleyball, etc. If you excelled at that, mm-hmm. in that one arena, do you think there's a correlation to being extroverted in that particular activity? Versus if then you went to school and like you sucked at math in the math room, (laughs) all of a sudden I'm now an introvert because I don't know how to do calculus.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's the same thing like we were just talking about. There are going to be times when we feel very comfortable and very confident and we will draw energy. But that same person, if they are more of an introvert even though they have confidence in their soccer skills and being with their teammates and feel really good about that, they're going to be tired. And I don't mean physically tired. They're going to be mentally tired after that game. And they may not want to be the people going out celebrating with pizza. They may want to excuse themselves and go home and take a hot shower and just veg and watch TV for a little bit. Doesn't mean they don't like their team they're just tired. They're exo- they're like emotionally drained. Sometimes you'll see someone who's an introvert, they'll be at a party and they can't leave. And they'll just like start to zone into their internal world a little bit. And that's just to get them a little bit of a break from being surrounded. Introverts tend to be the people who are going to leave the party first, right? Because they just are overwhelmed by it. Um, doesn't mean they're going to though. And that's what we have to remember. It doesn't mean that An extrovert's not going to leave the party because they're exhausted too, right? They might leave first. So we really just have to be careful that we don't make judgments about people just because they're more introverted or more extroverted. And there's like a lot of myths that go on out there about you know what we think based on the colloquial way that we talk about introverts and extroverts, that we have judgments about people that are introverted that actually aren't even true. Like Mm -hmm. what? Like, give me some judgment. (laughs) So (laughs) give me some judgment. I know your favorite parts here. (laughs) One of the myths that goes along with an introvert is that they really don't like people. That's not true. At all, They like people a lot and they have very good friendships. They really, truly do. They just may not choose to go out for lunch with 16 people. They may want to do one-on-one lunches or two-on-one lunches because it's just not as draining for them. Um, mm-hmm. That all introverts are introverted because they have social anxiety. That is not true either. They may have social anxiety and they may be a little bit anxious because it's putting them in an uncomfortable situation, knowing that they're going to have to give a little bit when they get there that's out of their comfort zone. But that doesn't mean that they have social anxiety just because they're an introvert and they're not introverted because of social anxiety. They tend to be more imaginative and creative. It's not they can be, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are. And Another myth, and I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say this. It's like, go, go! You just have to be more social. Just go out more. Like I have had parents say that to me. That I'm like, they'll be like, oh my god, this person, like my daughter or son, they just won't go out. They have to go out, and we force them into those uncomfortable situations because the parents were more extroverted. Well, guess what? Sometimes the children need to retract themselves when they're young because they need time to. Breathe and time to reflect and a time of quiet and peace for them. And they don't want to be like their parents and be always out and always social. So it doesn't always happen, but we can't tell them just go out. That's not a solution. Here's one.
1: You know how you'll be in a situation where you're out with a friend. And you come home and you're like, oh, God, that person just drains all Mm -hmm. the energy out of me. Yes. Is that, maybe not always, but for the most part, is that because one person was the extrovert and the other person was an introvert? Or like when you get an introvert and an extrovert in a room together, what happens?
2: So it does oftentimes drain the introvert. And the extrovert is way more charged. Like they're, they're getting fulfillment out of it because they're, they're able to talk and they're drawing their energy from the other person around them. So it would make sense that the introvert would go home and be exhausted, but it doesn't necessarily mean that one on one, the introvert's not going to come out of their place and step up and be a little bit more extroverted. And it might actually even mellow out the extrovert a little bit and mm-hmm. trying to find that middle ground. Now I will say to you, if the friend's fucking crazy, It would drain an extrovert too, right? So we have to be mindful. It might have nothing to do with introvert and extrovert. It may just have to be with your friends crazy.
1: And what do you think if you get two extroverts together? Like, you know how like, back to like the math reference, I guess, like a negative and a negative (laughs) equals a positive, right? I'm just wondering the dynamics now if we kind of take this into like a relationship angle, Mm -hmm. like... Is an introvert plus an introvert, does that equal another introvert or an extrovert and an extrovert are now you just like on crack cocaine or is it best to have a little bit of an introvert and an extrovert together because now you have a blend? What are your thoughts on that?
2: So these are purely my own speculations. I don't think there's been, maybe there's been research done on it. I don't know of it. I would think that in any relationship, as in anything, you need a little bit of everything, right? And if one person is just too over dominant and one person is just too much by themselves, that that person is going to be constantly exhausted. So we don't want two extremes, but we would like people who can go, this is going to sound inappropriate, but both ways, right? Mm-hmm. And can identify that they are a little bit more introverted and the extrovert should be more mindful that there are a lot to take in sometimes to extroverts would likely vie for attention from each other. And so I think that's a little bit more combustible than two introverts. Two introverts, though, will probably respect each other's need for isolation and time by themselves and reflective time and things like that. You know, an extrovert, I'm just going to draw this into the workplace a little bit. An extrovert, when you're working in a team of other extroverts, it can get with a million and 10 ideas and everybody's like throwing shit out and talking over each other and everybody's vying for that one person's like center of attention and shit may not get done, right? Yeah, they all want to like write on the whiteboard. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) exactly. They all want to do that. So there is an example where two extroverts or a group of extroverts could be combustible, right? But if I say to an introvert, guess what? You're going to be doing a group project. They're like already annoyed and don't want to do it and the reason being is because they they're better at working alone yeah they're better and they' they think better and process information better internally so, if you put an extrovert or multiple extroverts with one introvert, it's already going to make that introvert uncomfortable doing the project and they're not going to really want to entertain it and all the extroverts are going to combust. So that's when you want a little bit or never do a group project, one or the other.
1: I have to tell you, and I know of all the podcasts, one of our common themes and threads that comes through a lot is control and or lack of, at <laughs> least in my case, and balance. Mm-hmm. And the whole core crux of life, I suppose, is finding balance in all, sure. right? And I know we're all a work in progress, but I have to tell you, relative to this conversation with introvert and extrovert, I really do think that, again, as I learn more and more about myself, I feel like I do have balance because there's so many scenarios where I'm just better on my own. Mm-hmm. Now, Some may argue you're better on your own because you're a complete nut job control freak and you won't let anyone else do anything. So it's just easier for you to do it by yourself. But all kidding aside, there are moments, and I guess maybe when I asked you before, do you learn this or is it innate? In my adult life, spending a lot of time on my own when my Mm -hmm. children are with their dad and whatnot, working from home now on my own, I've really learned how to function. Mm -hmm. on my own, whether it is from a professional standpoint, from a working situation, whether it's even from my passion projects and the things that I do on my own time, whether it's the writing or the creating or whatever that is, that's not really, you know, that's not a team sport on some of these things. And even just the quiet time of cleaning the house, watching Mm -hmm. TV, doing the laundry, on the one hand... And then on the other hand, same person, same brain, I could say when I'm home alone, I turn the music on. I Mm -hmm. want to listen to music. I don't want just the quiet. Sometimes the quiet absolutely is deafening because it's so loud how quiet it is that I am craving people and energy and Mm -hmm. a vibe of the outside world of myself to get away from myself. And I need that interaction. And I don't mean swinging from chandeliers and and acting like a lunatic. The intellectual stimulation, the camaraderie, the friendship piece, getting to know someone,
2: bonding. I do see all sides of that. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so you're more, you might be more of an ambient. Um, which is the middle ambient. ground? An ambience. Ambient. Is ambient. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> That's somebody who's kind of like the middle of the ground. They can draw their energy externally, and they can draw their energy internally, and get fulfilled and refreshed by removing themselves or engaging. Either or draws, you know, gets them going, so to speak. And it is a more balanced way. It's not a word we tend to use often, but it is more of the middle ground between an introvert and an extrovert. You have to remember, it's a sliding scale here, you know? So if you're like kind of right in the middle, one could say you're an ambient. If that makes you feel better, you have a term. If not, you're just kind of like middle of the road. You can go both ways. It's more like ambidextrous with the writing, right? You can do it both ways.
1: Ambient, Um, interesting. So
2: if you were on an airplane
1: and you were on a flight and you didn't say one word
2: to the person sitting next to you, does that make you an introvert? Well, I, I think we have to talk about what else is going on in your life, right? <laughs> like if you're coming. On- no, I,
1: I don't even mean. I'm just, I'm just trying to like come up with some examples. Like, right, so if you're on an airplane for five hours. You don't see so one word to the person sitting typically. next to you. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Okay, so... I'm going to
2: say you're an introvert. Right. Typically, one would say... Now, again, I would caution people because there could be things going on in your life. You know, they could just be tired. An extrovert could just be tired and not want to engage. But if you've never spoken to a person on a plane ever, you're probably an introvert.
1: Okay. What if you go, you sit down and you get a manicure? Mm -hmm. Do you have to sit and chit-chat with the person who's doing your nails? Does that make you an introvert if you don't want to say one word for the half hour you're sitting there. Not necessarily.
2: We have to go back to the foundation of what the definition is. Where do you draw your energy from? Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, right, right. See, I guess I didn't draw my energy from from this definition because I (laughs) forgot.
2: (laughs) Right. You're going back to, is somebody shy? Is somebody, you know, whatever. This is, where do you draw your energy from? If I sent you to a party or if I sent you to stay at home on a Friday night, where are you going to feel most at, you know, energized are you going to feel at your best? Interesting. I mean, look, this
1: is food for thought. So for the listeners out there, maybe you're thinking about that too. I'm now thinking like with with activities, like mm-hmm. what do you do to charge yourself up? Some people are long distance runners, right. right? That's what they do, whether it's for sport or whether it's for career. And that's a solo activity, mm-hmm. right? Other people are on a football team and you can't do the activity without a whole bunch of teammates involved. Some people go to yoga. Some people, you know, so I, I'm, I, I'm trying to look at it from like the sports standpoint. I'm trying to look at it from other hobbies. Are you a writer and you're hiding by yourself? Or are you in a theatrical group where you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with?
2: Well, so it's interesting. You will find introverts who will go into theater. Um, it's a way for them to connect. They do connect emotionally deeper. And so for some people, it's an outlet. You typically, and again, this is all generalizations, introverts tend to prefer writing versus speaking, but that's not always the case. But there is that piece of it that they definitely connect with because it's a way for them to express themselves without having to engage with other people who are going to suck energy from them, but they can be internal to kind of recharge their batteries. I feel like we've kind of beaten
1: the introvert to death a little bit, but is there anything else about extroverts, true extroverts? Are there degrees of extroverts that maybe we want to just
2: identify to round it out a little bit? I don't yeah. want to
1: give the introverts all of the attention. Well,
2: maybe they'll draw some energy from it this time because it's over a podcast on their own. They can draw the energy of all that attention. And you hit on something. Extroverts tend to like to be the center of attention. They like to speak more than write. They don't necessarily spend as much time self-reflecting and they tend to be a little bit more impulsive in their actions. Whereas if you give an, an, an introvert Something to do. It doesn't mean they're not going to like, especially like a risky thing. It doesn't mean they're not going to do it. They're just going to think of the consequences and not be as impulsive as maybe an extrovert would. I am an extrovert. I know this comes as a huge surprise. Most psychologists are not extroverts. I am the antithesis of, on my Myers Briggs, which we can talk about at another time. Which is a personality assessment. I'm almost the antithesis in many ways of of a therapist or a psychologist. I have moved more. And to answer your question on the introvert extrovert scale, I have not moved much, but on all the other factors from my time in graduate school to my time in my career, I have moved a lot more towards a therapist minus the introvert and extrovert. I have not stayed what I was when I was in graduate school. So that's another thing we have to consider is that we have preferences here. This is not set in stone. These are personality types and they're more consistent than some of the other measures of personality that we use. But for the most part, personalities tend to stay stable over time. But there are wiggle rooms within that and mine wiggled based on my Yeah, well, I would imagine
1: too, because the other thing we talk about a lot is that who you are then is not always who you are now. And Mm -hmm. as defined by then and now, when you're in your 20s and your 30s, who's to say that that's who you're going to be when you're in your 40s and your 50s, plus, plus, plus. And I think if anything, we've always encouraged the listeners that we're growing and evolving. Mm-hmm. How many times have we said growth, evolvement, et cetera, mm-hmm. that that's okay. So I guess you answer the question that within those changes, who mm-hmm. we are, your level of
2: introversion and extroversion Can change because it can be on a sliding scale. Yeah. I mean, you're probably not going to go from someone as extroverted as I am to somebody who's introverted. It's probably never going to happen. However, if you sit in the middle of the road, you can, like we talked about in certain situations, go one way or certain situations go another way. And as you get older, you might shift a little bit more. I think we tend to, by nature because of our environment, shift a little bit more towards introversion as we do get older. So if you started high extroversion, you're going to start moving towards the introversion, but you may never leave being an extrovert. Well, that's me. I right. think that's exactly
1: me and the way we started the podcast that I think I always thought of myself as this hardcore, die-hard extrovert. And as I'm learning more about myself and my likes and dislikes, I veered a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I never want to give up the extroversion. I think that that's a real big part of who I am. But I appreciate myself from the moments of being introverted. And I'm psyched about that, actually.
2: No. And again, your preference still will be extroversion, most likely. You are not going to ever be a strong introvert. I mean, if I had to put you on the Myers-Briggs, I'd definitely put you, I think, either middle of the road or slightly off into the extrovert side. I think you're an ambient. I really do believe you're an ambient. I don't think we're ever going to see you as an extreme introvert. Ambient. I learned
1: something new today, everybody. Ambient. I really had no idea what that was. Well, listen, let's throw it now to the listeners. And I wonder, you know, to everybody out there, if you've given some thought, are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Are you an introverted extrovert? Are you an extroverted introvert? Are you an introverted introvert? Or are you just a full-blown extroverted extrovert? It's or a lot ambient. to think about. Or, right, see, I like <laughs> forgot again. I you forgot someone yourself. Someone just completely just forgot what Dr. Boca just said. Or an ambient, someone who falls maybe a little bit in the middle and, and a little bit of both, which I'm completely appreciative of the fact. Because if there's one thing now I've learned some balance on, it's what my introversion and my extroversion. I just want to make one
2: reminder. The way that we speak about it colloquially is not really what we're talking about. What we are talking about today is the true definition of introvert and extrovert. And that comes down to how do we draw our energy? How do we feel? most energized? Is that by being around people and being social and being center of attention and and loud and engaged with other people and that makes us more capable of being out and about and doing and being with people? Or does that suck the energy out of us and we get more energy by being retreating, being on our own, being reading a book, writing, just being in our own thoughts and we draw the energy internally from those thoughts?
1: And, you know, I'm glad you said that because maybe for the listeners too, in that layman term, maybe all along we think introvert, extrovert is synonymous with like shy or outgoing. And you're saying that's completely not. And I think even for me, I think that's kind of where initially I think thought maybe introversion and extroversion fell in. And so that is important. I'm glad you pointed that out. It isn't about being shy or being outgoing. It's about where you're drawing your energy from. And and I appreciate you breaking that down for us, Dr. Boca. Thank you. My
2: pleasure. My pleasure.
1: Yeah. So to the listeners out there, give that some thought. Think about where you draw your energy from most and let us know. Hit us up. We always like to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at unpolished therapy Twitter of course we're pretty introverted on Twitter at yeah. untherapy you can always email us at unpolished at gmail.com you can direct message of course as well if you do have any questions concerns comments we always love to hear from you we get our fodder and the topics that we talk about are really coming from our listeners so we always appreciate your feedback it helps us help you and we hope that you'll be with us next Wednesday as well when Dr. Boca and myself meet on the corner of Audacity and Advice where we break down all the wreckage this has been another episode of Unpolished Therapy thanks for joining us everyone have a great week
0: Great Sesh Girls Hey everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.